All right, we are back. Finally, it's been a month and a half since uh, I've done one of these episodes, which I was on pace to do like three or four per month. And then I, I don't know, I just like it, the summer is hard. It's hard to have, have guests and it's hard to schedule it out and it's been rough, but I'm happy to, uh, to bring back episode number 32 with a longtime friend and yeah. listener and someone that I just found out was actually really wanting to come on for a while. I know so. I did. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I wasn't going to give you a whole lot of shit and I can cuss, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I wasn't going to give you a whole lot of shit that you invited Alvin on before me, <laughs> but it's okay. I oh, guess man. I, w- I had been, a, I had a year bottling this bitterness. I did. And I was going to save it yeah. for, <laughs> for when we were recording. <laughs> But, you know, honestly, it gave me a lot of time to think, yeah. to think about really what I wanted. And I told you this exercise was like super duper duper it's hard. It's excruciating. Huh? It's really yeah. hard because you can go so many ways with it. Right. Um, but I, I think I think we got to a good place. Yeah. Well, when you sent me the three, I was very happy because they're all great. I'm all familiar with all of them. And, yeah, that's good. Uh, have a lot Most over. people probably will be. I hope so. Yeah. If not, then this will be their education. Yeah. You have a lot of cool friends, though, that have some music that I've never heard of, and I was very intimidated <laughs> by. <laughs> no, there's like some of the guests lean towards the music nerds. Some of them lean yeah. towards the not so much. Some of them lean towards whatever, which is yeah. good. That's kind of the point, I think. Uh-huh. I talk about it a lot, and it's the idea that, you know, this is what's important to you, not what's important to necessarily others. And it can be kind of cool to hear that perspective yeah. uh, from the different types. Um, but yeah, so you were, the two things that I asked you before you started, you said, are you nervous? Or I asked you if you were nervous and you said, no, not really. Yeah. Because you said that you used to be on radio, which I I didn't know. Never live though. That is the caveat. Um, well, this isn't live. Well, that, that, that's true. (laughs) True. Um, you just edited out like 20 minutes worth of content. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, in college I was a intern for a classic rock radio station in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked my way up from a little board operator. So I don't know if anybody's familiar with radio and how it really works. Um, But when they're on remote locations, there has to be somebody in the studio actually like working the boards and make the music happen. So that's what I did. Your first first internship. Yeah. And it was great. It was really great. My uh, boss was like super eccentric and you know, just a, a crazy little dude named Sean. Yeah. And yeah, he would call me Shaughnessy O'Shaughnessy, which <laughs> was really funny. Um, but yeah, he gave me a little spot on the weekends from like midnight to 5 a.m. Wow. And so I would pre-record all of that stuff. <laughs> and it would be funny because when we were leaving the bars, I would like turn on the radio station. And you'd and hear your stuff. Hear myself. It was great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you I ever... thought it was so cool. Uh, how many times did you play? I'm trying to think like West Texas classic rock. So it'd be like the immigrant song is probably. Oh yeah. Immigrant song. A lot of like doobie brothers. Um, yeah. Reeling Um, in the evening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. So there would be some times that I would like try to sneak in my own little, you know, loves like, one of my songs that I considered was Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing, because yeah. I have a tattoo That's of that. fantastic song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's like, you know, super short too, so yeah. I just kind of like put it in. Yeah. Just to, you so know. So you, you clearly have listened before because you've learned that you can sneak in all the I know. songs I that know. you didn't pick yeah. and still... Which we'll get there too, because these are all you kind of like more, openers uh-huh. to yeah. other ones. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it'll be fun. Yeah, so buckle up. This could be a long yeah. one. <laughs> uh, the other thing that you mentioned, I don't know, I don't want to spoil... Well, no, I won't even mention that yet. We'll see if it comes up. Okay. Oh, um, I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. It's, <laughs> uh, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good to see you for context for the listeners. It's been probably a year or so. Since. I honestly cannot remember the last time I saw you. I think but it was we had lunch at um, yeah. a pizza place or something, and you were still pregnant. I'm Definitely sure. still pregnant at that time, I think. But now, an 11-month-old. I know. Beautiful Cohen. Beautiful Cohen, who is just amazing, and I love him, but... Yeah, it's he's been kind of consuming my year, and really beyond that because I was pregnant and like not willing to do anything because I was so freaking tired. Well, it's good to see you <laughs> drinking a glass of wine. Oh my again. god! <laughs> I brought Harrison a nice bottle of Sauvignon Blanc or a so Savvy B, as I like to call it. So it's been delicious—a nice summer wine. It's that's it's about quite, the extent of I know about <laughs> Savvy B, which is why I call it that. Um, I love it. Yeah. I love it. 
Uh, well, I'm glad that you were able to take some time to come do this. I think oh, yeah. Fun. Kevin's at home with a baby. Yeah. He, Who we, we should have on at some point, too. I would yeah, love to I would love to. So curious. he is so funny because he's not that old, but he acts like an old man. Mm. Like, he's not on social media a lot. Right. I guarantee you he's never listened to a podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it would be interesting to get his perspective. He still listens to music, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He does for sure. Well, should we jump into the first track? Let's do it. So uh, the first song is uh, called Ballad of Frankie Crisp. Parentheses. Sir Frankie Crisp. Oh, that's right. I yeah. messed it up. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I, would, I would re-record it, but you, you got know, a drink. I like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that rule. I yeah. like that rule. Uh, but it's by the uh, forever, forever amazing George Harrison. Mm-hmm. Here we go. in full podcast transparency I'll say this is like the fourth time we've recorded this uh, comeback from the song 
but that yeah. was the ballad of Sir Frankie Nailed Crisp it. Nailed it. <laughs> by George Harrison. Yeah. I keep forgetting the sir, and it's I driving know, me it's crazy. Okay. I'm so sorry. I mean, he's probably rolling in his grave right he now. He probably is. Yeah, he's like, you're putting shame to my name. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> glad I didn't need my son Harrison after all. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so it comes from the All Things Must Pass record, yeah. which I think is which, 1970, like just after yeah, the breakup. Just after the breakup. And a lot of the songs I think is he had wrote prior to them breaking up. So it was a lot of the catalog that mm-hmm. he had had for the Beatles and but actually they were like, repurposed. No, we're not going to put these on yeah, our Yeah, what the hell? It's not which okay. is probably why that record is so good. It's because so good. it's like these songs he had been yeah. perfecting. Honestly, from start to finish, I think it starts out with. Um, now it's escaping me because I have mom brain, but it's this beautiful, beautiful song that's just like so romantic. I'd have you anytime, I think, mm, is yeah. what it is. And it's just so beautiful. And from start to finish, I, I absolutely love that album. But it's great. It's this, like three, it's a three LP, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of content. I know. I know. And it's so all good. good? It's all good. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't listened to All Things Must Pass before I had heard this song. And I'll tell you why. So I got into, and really all of these artists that I have listed, I got into them kind of late to the game, which is whatever. It is what it is. I've been a a longtime music lover, um, but kind of unique in the fact that I never play, I've never played an instrument, never been in a band, whatever. It's kind of fun, though, that you picked that context because a lot of people tend to go like really nostalgic and pick from like things yeah. from your childhood and so yeah I, it's well it's because to me yeah. and when I was going through this exercise and why I kind of picked these three it's because and this is why I asked if people ever cry <laughs> <laughs> because to me which when Stu I, did by the way he did yeah we edited it out because he was so embarrassed by that it that is but so sweet isn't that sweet <laughs> <laughs> he's such a softy I love that guy <laughs> Um, to me, a lot of hard times have been met by music and that's kind of how I've lifted myself out of it. And so all of the songs that I kind of went through, I was like, wow, that just reminds me of a really terrible Mm, time in my life. And I'm so far away from that, that I wanted to go in a complete different direction, which I think is, is great. Yeah. It's Um, awesome. It's a good take on the prompt. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, and these each uniquely have their own way of reminding me about the men in my life, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, it's to the fact that I have had a baby too. So this is going to be going to be the theme throughout the whole right, right. Um, story of, of me and why I pick these. Um, but George Harrison is just somebody who I, I fell in love with immediately after I kind of got hooked onto the Beatles, which was again, kind of late to the game. So, um, what this really reminds me of is being in California for an internship that I did. So I worked at a, um, a music label out there because in my... How did I not know this? I don't know. Because that's what I did too. Really? Yeah. Out in California? Yeah, I, worked, I lived in LA and worked for New Line Cinema Records uh, after my freshman year of college. This. Yeah. I wasn't at like a huge label. It was um, Milan was Entertainment. Okay, <laughs> yeah. nice. Super small. They traditionally did like soundtracks. So okay. yeah, the city of too, God. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> we so did snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I think our claim to fame was uh, the city of God soundtrack. Yeah, I, I mean, there's others, yeah. but yeah, that's the one that. Wait, kinda, what year was this? This, like this was 2008. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you are. Uh, I was there 2007, I think. So oh, we man, just missed just each other. Mentioned, yeah. Oh, God, that would have been so cool. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Yeah. They, um, so my job was to, do you know the band The Devil Makes Three? Mm, I don't think so. So they're like a trio of, it's like kind of um, folky. I, I knew my, my elevator pitch when I was working there, but like a folky, um, I don't know, it's a three-piece like stand-up bass. Yeah, yeah kind like of situation. Roots, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so I was tasked with like calling local music stores and like getting their CDs in and yeah. all that stuff. So it kind of aligned with my skill set, but I don't know, my ideal situation back then was just to like be an AR and like yeah. discover these new 
It was no. still kind of a job back then. Yeah, it was. And then that was kind of when like digital was really taking over. And right. I remember I basically um, worked out of our library, which was just this room covered in CDs. And back then, it was so cool. You yeah, know, well, like, you know, Spotify, so it's like yeah, I all this music and All this music, just like at your fingertips. Yeah. And now it's so outdated. Right. And to think back at that, I'm just like, wow, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, around that time is when the movie, um, oh my God, now again, I'm going to like totally, Across the Universe came out. Oh, yeah. So it was like the rendition, yep. you know, the remake of the Beatles and kind of thrown into the storyline or whatever. And I got super into the Beatles back then. And it was because, too, my friend who I was living with and her boyfriend were, like, super into them. So it helped out. But I was just so drawn to George's music. And I had, of course, you, like, grow up and you hear something and here comes the sun and all that stuff. And it's great. But, like, getting kind of, like, deeper into the catalog. So I immediately was drawn into the, the White Album, which I think long, long, long is on I think it is yeah. yeah and I was just like immediately drawn to that song too because they're so beautiful it's beautiful right. and like haunting it's just I don't know to me it's amazing and so I just like yeah, well it definitely stands out from the songwriting of John and absolutely Paul. yeah he, he's in a different yeah, space I totally agree and I mean I have I can go down the path of like what I think about the Beatles and kind of the dynamic between John and Paul but I'm, I root for the underdog. So I was like, what is yeah. this George situation? Yeah. Like, yeah, who is this, this guy? guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so I was kind of like late to, you know, him passing away and all of that stuff. And, you know, I was too young, I think, at that time to really appreciate it. But um, I remember coming to Austin and applying and um, having an interview for the first job that I had had here before I had moved and me and Kevin, Kevin was actually with me and we went to Waterloo records and just kind of like, you know, browse. Cause yeah. I mean, that's one that's of our favorite things to do. Place, yeah. yeah. And I had found this album that Jim James had done as a tribute to George Harrison. I remember that record. It's, it's like white with the outline yeah. of, yeah, it's, it just says actually Jim bought James. it in LA. Like when I was visiting God, back. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it's so great. It's great. Did you ever go to Amoeba? Uh, every time I'm yeah. in LA. Yeah. I love it. I, love I was it. there a couple like last month when I went down so there. So great. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so I had stumbled upon that and just listened to it and I loved it. And I loved his rendition yeah. of every song, but in particular the ballad of Sir Frankie Chris. But I just I was like, Oops. This really stands out. Yeah. What is that? And um, I was reading about it just to kind of do my research. And I guess he had um, taped it after George had died, like a few days after mm. he had died. And he was just kind of in a headspace. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, it's not the best recording that I could have done, but it's just something that I needed to do to like get it yeah. out, you know, and just be external about it. And I really appreciated it because I think it's just a beautiful tribute to him and his life and what he represented. Yeah. And all of that stuff. And, of course, you know, diving deep from there, just kind of being a fan of him and just understanding what he's about and what what he lived for is really super interesting to me. And I think it's so different than any other uh, of the other band members, too. Right. Just what he stood for and... Just the the company that he kept too. I just yeah. in to the Patty Boyd situation, which is if nobody knows. So he and Eric Clapton were best friends, y'all. And Eric Clapton stole his wife. That's true. Come on, That's and then true. they still remain friends. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, a cool thing too. I actually got to see Patty Boyd. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think How was it was it? right around the time that you were leaving yeah. Humble. It was awesome. So it was her and. This photographer who I don't remember his name, but he did a lot of the famous albums of the 60s. So he did uh, the Neil Young. um, Oh, God, I think it was Harvest Moon, which is not it's not the um, artwork they ended or the the photos they ended up using for the the cover. The cover. Yeah. Um, and he was really incredible hmm. and I should have looked up his name before I came here, but Patty was great. And she, it was kind of like, um, 
a storyline of her relationship with George and Eric, uh, you know, throughout the years. And what really rang true to me was just how genuine that she spoke of George mm. and not so much of Eric. I was just like, wow, it's it's really crazy, yeah, you know. After all for, those years, yeah. Yeah, and of, and of course, maybe it had something to do with his passing and him not being around anymore. But um, I just that just like really stuck for me, you yeah. know, with her. But did you so? Do you know like the meaning behind the song for George? Like what the story is about in the song? Oh, this song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know? Did you? Yeah, look I looked it up. I mean, it's like very much a the testament to his personality. Absolutely. So he's such a quirky guy. I mean, he's known, or was, I keep talking about him, like he's still here. Um, Anyways. And like, I know him. (laughs) I wish I did. Um, So he was a quirky dude, and a lot of people called him the quiet beetle, but I think he he was just like, you know. He He was kind of the weird one. Yeah, kind of the weird (laughs) one. Didn't really like care about it. He was just like, oh, whatever. Um, And he had bought this house when he was still with Patty, this old, like, super, you know, huge house. Like a giant mansion. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, completely disheveled, I think, when they bought it. And he had found either some paperwork or some, like, letters or something left over by this guy named Sir Frankie Crisp. And so that was kind of the thought behind writing the song. Yeah. And if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of, it's like his visual walkthrough of the house itself. Yeah. Um, when I initially heard the song, the lyric, Let It Roll, really, like, rang true to me for some reason. I don't know. I just, I thought it was his way of kind of offering some optimism or something within the lyrics or whatever. Um, So that's the the one thing that I was really drawn to. And really, like, the opening part, too, I just just absolutely love. I thought it was, like, I was reading a couple of quotes from Patty, and she was explaining the house and how, like, you know, they were living in a small place. He wanted mm-hmm. the studio, so they spent, like, a year. They found this house, and it was, like, kind of busted, bad condition. Right. And she was, like, not so sure. And he's yeah. like, no, I think I could do this. And he spent, like, a year or two, like, cleaning it up, and it turned into, like, this beautiful garden thing. Yeah. Which it's the cover of All Things yeah. Was Past. Mm-hmm. is like, the, the, the garden gnomes that he yeah. kept. But um, just, like, imagining... George Harrison sitting out back, like, tilling weeds. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, it's cool, too, because he lived there. He actually passed away there, too. Yeah. And there's this okay. beautiful documentary on HBO about him. It's a two-part documentary. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen it. Um, it's actually, I'm familiar with it. I yeah. Just, it's really long, right? It's super-duper-duper yeah. duper long. Um, but it's really cool because it kind of goes through, you know, his entire life. Yeah. And it's done by Olivia, his his wife, when he yeah, passed. right. Excuse me. Um I, I was afraid I was going to burp. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Can we have <laughs> We'll keep it in there. It'd be funny. Um, no, so it was done by him and his son, Danny, um, with the help of um, the main director. Oh, my God. Uh, Scorsese. Scorsese. Thank yeah. you. Um, and it's just this beautiful piece. And she's talking about his death. And she was right by his side when he did die. And she was talking about kind of how, like, because he had been suffering from cancer for so long, and he was so true to his religion, too, which I think was is yeah. really great. But at that point, he was just kind of okay with it and knew, I mean, everybody's heard um, My Sweet Lord. He, he was ready for that and right. preparing himself for that, you know, basically throughout his entire life. And she said, like, basically, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, but, like, this light just, like, lifted as yeah. he left his body and he just like just left and peaced out and that was it and I just I don't know there's so much about him that I just love and I really truly care about and I mentioned Little Wing I was talking to Kevin about the songs that I was going to choose and he was I initially had Little Wing on there and he was like you're not going to put George Harrison on there and I was like yeah. you're right <laughs> you're right we should switch it out yeah do so, you do you remember uh, when you found out that he had passed? I was so young. I, I do remember. I remember um, just thinking about, like, oh, that, that really kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, for music in general, but I didn't know at that time what that would mean that was for me. Prior to, yeah. Yeah, in the future. Um, and I, I had mentioned each one of these songs kind of reminds me of a man in my life. Yeah. And George Harrison visibly looks like my father. 
completely. Yeah. Like dark like the hair. Bearded one. Yeah. yeah. My dad has always had a mustache. Okay. Like very Tom yeah. Selleck-y. But <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the uh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of where that stems from. But yeah. yeah. He's great. Love him. He, he's a good one. That was a good that was a good first uh, first pick, I'd say. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go to the next one? Let's do it. All right. So the next one comes from a band that I talk about a lot, I'm mm-hmm. sure, to my friends, uh, but the uh, the Flaming Lips, and it's a song called "Do You Realize." That was Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. Yeah. From Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. What Have a you weird ever been? Place. It's so <laughs> weird. Have you ever been there for one of their New Year's Eve concerts? I've been there for three of their New Year's Eve nice. concerts. Nice. Of course, I knew you would. And related to Beatles, I went there once and Yoko and Sean played with them. Did Yoko uh, totally ruin it? Like, she hey, whoa, come, come on. Come on, have you seen the Chuck Berry video? Stuart is the one who showed it to I me. I haven't seen it, and I won't see it, because I can tell that it's going to be an attempt to make me not like Yoko Ono, and I think Yoko Ono is amazing, and I'm very happy that she exists. That, and yes. she was fantastic in concert. That's yes. good. That's good. Uh, she I plays got, a mean team. I almost got into a fight with, with, uh, Yoko? with people <laughs> standing next to us, because 
they were like yelling obscenities at her and be like, oh. "You broke up the Beatles, you bitch!" I was like, "Show some oh, fucking wow. respect, you asshole!" Like, wow. this woman has accomplished significantly yeah. more in her life than you could even sniff. That's true. Um, and people fall apart. That band was it's, always going to fall apart. That's right. And it, she might have enabled something, but yeah. Paul and John were never going to no. get along. No, no, I agree. Um, that's for another but podcast. Yes, that's beside <laughs> the point. But yes, I have been to Oklahoma City yeah. and their New Year's Eve shows. And, uh, you know, the, some, many listeners probably know the story. But for me, I um, was in a, the music committee that uh, a lot of the guests that I have brought on the show have I met through that mm-hmm. and tried to bring the Flaming Lips to UT with, oh. with our committee. And so I stalked... Uh, where he lived, yeah. narrowed it down to 100 square blocks in oh Oklahoma God, City. Oh, my God, that is dedication, Harrison. Uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I had, like, three friends. We drove out there, and we were wearing uh, different Flaming Lips-related costumes. Yeah. I was dressed as Superman, nice. an alien, a Santa Claus, and a fake blood person. And we knocked on his door and asked him to play a show. Yeah. He was really cool. He, like, invited us around his place. They were filming Christmas on Mars. We oh, did that's all cool. that. We got to see all that. Um and he was like, we can't play a show, but if you want to come back for the New Year's show, then you can. So yeah. he would put us on the guest list for that for oh, he did. a few years later. That is so, so nice. So fun. question about his house. Yeah. Could you narrow it down by the fact that there was probably, I don't know, <laughs> Teletubbies out in the front yard? So, yeah, the, the thing that we had Psychedelic tree? I don't know. I don't know. My friend John had uh, found, like, a couple of um, various interviews. And one of the big things about Wayne is he's, like... He grew up in basically like a crack neighborhood yeah, in Oklahoma City, and he never really left the block that he mm-hmm. grew up on, or like the general area. Uh, and he kind of bought out like a whole street of houses and turned it into this like flaming lips compound. But it's kind the awesome. de- so they kind of knew like the general area, um, but there weren't any photos except for like this one old school grainy like YouTube. This is like YouTube year one or two, yeah, uh, of like some fans like walking by his house yeah um they're like it's his wayne's house and you couldn't really make out what it was and a dark dog started barking and they ran off um but in one of the like rolling stone interviews the reporter was like describing the house and he was like and there's a gargoyle out front on the porch yeah so we were like we got to find a gargoyle there you go <laughs> if it's still there which yeah. of course it is it was <laughs> um but outside of that there weren't any dead giveaways except that he had a ton i think it was around thanksgiving break or mm-hmm. christmas break but he had a ton of like christmas lights set up oh that's kind of so, cool and it was in a neighborhood where people wouldn't put up christmas yeah. lights so that so the neighborhood around lights. is still kind of yeah. shady yeah well when we knocked on the door he was like uh he had peered he took a while to answer and he had peered through the windows and he was like sorry to delay usually like the door knocks are from like crackheads Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> Speaking of crackheads, in uh, back to Lubbock, Texas, yeah. I lived in this shady neighborhood, and we literally had crackheads, <laughs> or maybe methheads, I don't know. Wow. But they in came. Lubbock. Yeah, Lubbock. I guess you couldn't Which, drink back then either, so all you had was yeah, crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get the crack, but not the, the beers. Um, our neighbor came to the door requesting foil. Oh, yeah. And you're mm-hmm. like, really mm-hmm. what are you gonna do with your foil and so my roommate at the time ben gave her this like tiny little just big enough for a pipe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure she was like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah so that's fun well, Anyways. it happens um but yeah i don't want to monopolize the, the yeah. selection with my story so give me yours it's okay um so flaming lips is a band obviously people know about you know um and i think most people are familiar with Yoshimi and Mm -hmm. probably Tangerine or whatever, but, um, in which I was too. And I didn't really get fully like immersed into them until I met Kevin and many people know this. I'm not sure if you know this, but Kevin and I did three years, basically long distance. So he was still in love. You know, I don't think I've ever actually heard the origin oh Are we yet. friends, Harrison? Like, Apparently not. Oh my God, this is so soon. <laughs> so my name is Shaughnessy. Do you remember that? No, <laughs> Do kidding. you remember that one? <laughs> no. So we, um, did long distance for three years. Um, so he was still in Lubbock and I was, you know, down here. Um, and so, I it, and I actually met him two weeks before I left. I moved away, so our relationship was basically built on me like 
oh my god I remember the first couple days that I met him and just like he played this music that I was totally into at the time like um uh Jason Schwartzman's band um planet something or no no no, uh, not phantom planet jupiter oh my god it's like a fruit coconut something yes coconut Coconut records yeah that's west coast he played it and i was like oh my god who is this guy i'm like totally yes (laughs) feeling it into it yeah totally into it so and nobody was really nobody knew about that band i don't feel like um so it was just really cool but we really connected on the fact that we had loved so many of the same artists and of course, Flaming Lips was one of them because of the the songs I mentioned before, but I had never really like immersed myself into them the catalog, before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's many songs that remind me of our relationship together, but this one really, I don't know, really comes to mind because just of the lyrics itself, um, I feel like it's a realistic love song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a little science lesson and a little life mm-hmm. lesson and mm-hmm. a little love lesson mm-hmm. all rolled it packs into it all in. Yeah, one little neat little package. Um, and I just think it's it's a great song. Um, I think it's beautiful, you know, and it's definitely one that I feel like the Flaming Lips too feel the same way about. I mean, yeah. I think I've read that uh, Wayne says it's the best song that yeah. they've ever written. It's his favorite one. Yeah, and so we've I've been fortunate to see them. I don't know three or four, a handful of times yeah. or so. Um, and each time they always play it. And I don't know, it, I'm always with Kevin too and I see them and it's just something that reminds me of a good time, you right. know, reminds me of our relationship together and just what we've really been through over the past, God, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> um, but it's definitely something that we get to pass to Cohen too. Um, and it's a song that I always sing, you know, when I was home with him, um, during my maternity leave. It's something that I always sing to him. And like, yeah, it was really sweet. So um, it's a great song. It's not my favorite song. My favorite Flaming Lips song, are you ready for it? Yeah. Is Race for the Prize. Oh, yes, yes. It's such a good song. It's It's a good one. And Soft Bulletin is an amazing album. And the year that we saw, um, we went... It's the best album. It's the best album. That's like a top 25 record of all time. It's so great. And the musicality, I think, within that album just, like, speaks volumes. I re-listened to it this week after doing this, and I was just, like, rediscovering it all over again. It's so, so good. You should um, uh, Google, I think it's called, like, the Making of the Soft Bulletin. It was, like, back in the day, Pitchfork did, like, a 45-minute documentary where they basically interview Wayne and Steven about the making of the record. And they go song by song, and they kind of talk about the nice. meanings and the stories. And it's really, really interesting to watch. Okay, um, I'm gonna they, make a note of it. They show like all the stuff, um, like on that record. There's almost no guitar actually on it. Yeah, like, there's a little bit of acoustic guitar, but almost everything is keyboards. Oh, that's so and cool. And it was because like the record previous was when they had lost their um, right their guitarist. And so they're like, well, shit, no one can, like, Wayne can't play guitar. Yeah. Steven can play anything, but he wasn't really interested in it. And they, um, one of the cool things about that, you're talking about the musicality and the sound Mm -hmm. of it. So it's, like, all recorded on, like, mixed varieties of synthesizers, but they, like, detuned individual keys on all the synthesizers. So everything sounds a little bit more, like, uh, human. Yeah. and like warbly, like just it's it's a really cool like subtle effect that yeah. just carries the whole vibe of the. It's record. so good, it's so yeah. good. Race it. for the prize, though. Yeah. Always reminds me, and if you think of the the times that Wayne when Wayne isn't singing, mm-hmm. it's like this. I to me, I imagine this like movie where a girl just realized that she <laughs> is in love with a guy yeah. and she's in a place where. She's like running from, <laughs> like running, like just happily trying to get his attention, and it's just like this visual I always get, which is so nerdy. And no, stupid, I, I do that so much for so many songs. Yeah, where just like you know, what it was meant to represent. Right. Like where's this? Where's the movie? Like who's the director that's gonna finally put that in? There? Right, and it's like some cheesy romantic comedy or yeah. something, and she <laughs> yeah, like oh. finally gets it. It's like her best friend or something. Right, and she's been in love with him the whole time, right. <laughs> and she's like running to get his attention. Anyways. So um, it's a great album. It's a great song. This is a really, really, really great song. 
And let's just talk about the live. Yeah. Live Flaming Lips it are amazing. It suits your interpretation of that. It really does, right? Yeah. Um, you know me, or maybe you don't know me. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, from Apparently our conversation, I know you, a lot you less don't than know I me. <laughs> um, I it, it's so out of it's not out of my comfort zone because I think deep down in my heart, I always wanted to be that like totally happy-go-lucky girl that's mm-hmm. like free as a bird and whatever. I can like travel with a band. It'll I'm glad be great. you didn't pick Nelly Furtado's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have had issues? Kids nah, on the podcast all together. <laughs> No, but um, I think it like people who know me, I'm a I'm uptight in a way. Um, so this is just seeing them live is just like totally breaking, you know, of that and yeah. of like just normal life. Yeah. yeah, and just be able to like let go. And I feel like a lot of bros are into it, mm-hmm. and definitely into mm-hmm. the concert itself. But it's such just being with people. Oh, gosh, who? Sorry, that's a pin <laughs> the pin drop. Um, being seeing them live with people who I'm close with who haven't seen them before, mm. um, it was like a total mind blowing experience for it's them. It's cool, huh? Yeah, it's yeah, it really so cool. cool. Yeah, and I just like, like can to pass s- that joy along. Yeah, yeah, I like to see it from their eyes, yeah. and it's um, a good way to like refresh in your totally your ex- love it's for a different thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sometimes you see Bandy Love a bunch of times, and you're like, I still really enjoy it, right. but. It's not as good as the first time that I Absolutely. saw. Absolutely. But then if you can witness everyone else's first time. Yeah, then, it's really great. Yeah, it's, it's something very different. Poetic. But it's a great live ex- experience and, um, you know, just a fun time. I love them. It is, like you mentioned, like everyone knows them, but they're one of those weird bands that, I mean, they've been at it for 25, yeah. maybe 30 years. I mean, they have longevity for sure. Well, and they just like, they're on that like slow arc where... They weren't popular overnight at any one point. They've right. always like there's still people today. I think everyone knows the name Flaming Lips. Yeah. But I forget like are they playing ACL this year, maybe? I feel like Are they I coming don't know. to like uh, Coda or something? Yeah. But I like I still hear people say like, Oh yeah, I saw the Flaming Lips. I've always wanted to see them. Right. I'm like, how have you still not seen them? Right. Yet? And it's such <laughs> a great time. Right. Like they come they tour so regularly and like their show reputation is so positive yeah. for all types of people that right. it's like, how have you So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen them yet, go even see if you them. don't like this band, come on, just do it. Just go do it. Just do it. I was gonna say about Soft Bulletin though, um, yeah. when we went to go see them for New Year's Eve, I think it was two thousand ten when we went. Um, so th- we got through the midnight celebration and then they like immediately went into uh, a full live version of soft bulletin and just played oh, the album man. from start to finish yeah i remember when i didn't go to that one but i remember yeah it was amazing was, yeah. and it wasn't my first time seeing them but i was like just like what, are, what yeah. are we and of course i was wasted at that point yeah. <laughs> so i couldn't even appreciate it but it was a lot it was a good time so the second new year's show that i went to um they uh the one that Yoko was there and Sean and Nels Klein from Wilco was also playing guitar. Um, So they did like the Yoko set, the Flaming Lips set, and then at midnight they did an all Beatles set for an hour. Oh, wow. And Yoko and Sean and Nels all played with the band too. That's cool. And so they covered like a whole medley, but they closed on like a 30 minute version of I Want You, She's So Heavy. That is awesome. And Nels Klein on guitar. Oh, so good. It's on YouTube. Definitely okay. look it up. I will it's go look fantastic it up. for oh, Beatles and Lips nerds <laughs> and Wilco nerds. Yeah. Which I'm all three of, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. And that's cool that Kevin introduced you to... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he has a definitely, like, a totally different style of music than I do. I mean, if it were up to me, I would listen to classic rock all the time. Yeah. You know, um, I'm kind of stuck in my ways in that regard, but he's kind of branched me out a little bit. Um, he's a huge Eddie Vedder fan. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> like, huge. I will say, the girlfriend moment, um, probably of my life yeah. and of many girlfriends' lives, I so when Eddie Vedder came to Austin and did his ukulele tour, I think in 2011, I scored second row seats. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh... It lasts for a while. It did. I know. We got. We had a, to get a poster to commemorate the occasion because he's such a huge fan. Yeah. And we still have the little ticket, and it was a great show. I mean, he put on a, a really great show. Yeah. So. No, there's. I. I've only. I saw Pearl Jam. I guess I've seen him twice, but the, the time that I did see them was at Wrigley Field with uh, former guest. That's kind of cool. Chris, and that was. Yeah. It was 
Incredible. I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan, but yeah, they're insane live. He's yeah. incredibly talented. Yeah. I saw them for the first time a couple years ago at UCL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that was a... But they put on a great show. Yeah, I mean, they do. They're great. Yeah. I got nothing bad to say about Pearl Jam. Except you don't like them. It's okay. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move to the next one. Here's some of that I do love. Absolutely yeah. love. Um, uh, which is Frank Ocean. And the song is called Thinking About You. A tornado flew around my room before you came Excuse the mess it made, it usually doesn't rain In Southern California, much like Arizona My eyes don't shed tears, but boy, they pour When I'm thinking about you, oh, no, no, no I've been thinking about you, you no, no, no I've been thinking about you, do you think about me still? Do you, do you, or do you not? Thinking About You by Frank Ocean. Yeah. Album album opener for Channel Orange. Orange. Yeah. yeah. The big one. Yeah. Such a good song. It's that so good, right? There's so much emotion tied I up know. in the, the way he sings it. I know. It's, it's so beautiful. good. The strings it, and the intro. Like, yeah. I uh, can't believe it's our last one, too. I know. I'm, I'm having sad. so much fun. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe it's the wine. I don't know. If no, you're going to try and convince me to let you cheat and add a fourth one, that's yeah. not going to Yeah, well, I kind of <laughs> did with the soft bulletin talk. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and little. I've snuck, I've snuck yeah, some yeah, in you, there. A few softballs. Um, yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, so, Mr. Frank Ocean. Um, and I think it's a surprising pick. It really was. Actually, when you sent that, I was like, I love that song. I love that artist. It's relatively newer yeah um and yeah i wouldn't have i wouldn't have picked that yeah so but apparently i don't know you so (laughs) it's a theme (laughs) who would have thought um i uh i wanted so like i said i probably could have picked like three classic rock songs and been totally happy and been able to talk through them but i wanted to kind of go through this like as a 
past, present, future, like important men in my life kind of right. situation. That's how I kind of framed it. Um, and this one is interesting because, and of course, to all three of these, I've been totally late to the game. But it's not because I didn't know who Frank Ocean was when he came out. It was because I was completely protesting him. Mm. And I will tell you why. Yeah, I'm curious. So at the time, um, that was what, 2011? When yeah, he came... The song came out in 11. But yeah, the album. Was 12. Right. So I was working at this company with this individual who <laughs> I completely despised. Like... <laughs> 1,000% of my my being just like despised going to work every day because I knew I'd have to see him. And we shared this tiny little office together. Him, me, and my boss, Gary. Well, sharing office space is never Yeah, fun. and it was tiny. It was like an 8 by 10 room with the three people Ooh, right yeah, by the bathroom, good. right by the shitters. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> people would come, take a dump, and then <laughs> That's leave. Like the worst situation. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was worse than Umbel when we just had oh, the one bathroom. God, that you remember was bad. that? That was real bad. Too. Yeah, people would come, do their phantom <laughs> shit, and then go. It was a three-story uh, building on 17th and Guadalupe. <laughs> Right by the dog and Doug. Uh, and so, yeah, people would come to our floor and take... Anyways. Um, so I would, like, I would sit next to him, and he would have his headphones on and just blaring music and, like, snapping his fingers oh, all man. day and, yeah. like, tapping his foot. Y'all can hear it through the microphone. <laughs> and I would just sit there, like, seething with every everything that I had, you know, just like looking oh, at man, it. I like, sometimes do this. <laughs> no, and I do too. I, I but catch I guess myself. I shared like a, a yeah, it was space. so That's tiny. Something. And I just, I just thought he was a bullshit. Like I just thought everything about him was just awful. <laughs> and he was the one who like loved Frank Ocean, like absolutely loved him. And I was like, fuck that. I cannot, <laughs> like, I will not let myself get into that. Cause I just don't want any part of it. And I think it took me to um, when Beyonce came out, which is so sad, but I love Beyonce. She's great. I know. When she came out with a visual album, she has a song with Frank Ocean, Mm -hmm. Superpower, um, that they do together. And I was like, shit, I should go back and revisit (laughs) that. He was on to something. He's so good. And yeah, and by that point, John was out of my life. And I was like, okay, we can like go back and revisit this. And... Of course, having Spotify now, coming back to the, you know, 21st century, having Spotify, I mean, that's super easy. So um, that was the first song that, of course, I heard, I think was the first single, too. Um, And it's been super, super important to me for the past year and a half. I mean, while I was pregnant, I literally listened to that song multiple times a day, every day, because it just, like... I don't know. I don't know why. It's a, it's a sad song. I mean, it's about breakup and heartache and, right. you know, his longing for whomever he's he's speaking about. Um, but done, it, he, it's just a beautiful song, and I, th- I love everything about it. And I, when I was thinking about this exercise, I was like, holy shit, I have literally listened to this song probably once a day for the past year and a half. Like. Yeah. It's, it definitely means something, and I don't know what that is yet, but it definitely means something. Um, so fat or rewind or fast forward, whatever you want to do, to me finally giving birth to Cohen. And, um, you know, we, I mean, childbirth, whatever, is great um, <laughs> and wonderful for all the pain that it is. Um, but... I was on such a high when he was born. I did it without any drugs and all that stuff. I like wanted that to be my mission. Yeah, that's uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was great. I was. I'm super proud of myself. That's and awesome. I mean, it's not like pat me on the back or whatever. But um, this song made my playlist, my my good stuff playlist, that um, kind of helped me g- get through that time. And um, you know, after giving birth and he's out we didn't know the sex either so found out he was oh, a boy right, yeah. it was amazing it was like yeah, a huge, huge surprise moment, yeah. yeah it's just like the highest of highs it was an all-nighter that i pulled it was the first one since i don't know yeah, probably, probably college because <laughs> yeah. senior year you don't go to fuck anymore right exactly you're like hey, whatever 
Um, so yeah, I had him at 2.45 in the morning, but I like didn't sleep until the next day. I mean, just this new baby, we had him at a birthing center, so we had to get out of yeah. there like eight hours after I gave birth to him or something, right, so we're at right. home. Um, and it was just such a wave of emotion and all this awesome stuff happening. And then day three hits, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> This is not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline has like hit the lowest of lows, and um, you have this human being that is so tiny and vulnerable, and You're like completely dependent on you. Yeah, and you're like exhausted, like <laughs> the tired. Like if you, it's an, an unimaginable. It really is. Like you're so tired, and I was nursing him, so he was completely dependent, one hundred percent on me, and. Um, this is the type of stuff that women don't talk about. <laughs> um, but you, I got to that point, and I remember we had him in this little like crib right by our bed, and I remember just laying down on the bed, like head down to the foot of the bed, like rocking him. And I had my playlist going because I just like needed to be remembered of right. you know the good times the good or reminded of the good times. And I was just like so, like just so tired and just rocking him. And this song came on, and it got to that point where it goes, I remember how could I forget how you feel? And like it just, like to me, it brought on like a completely different meaning. Like I just wanted him back in my body where I could like take care of him and not have to like deal with him being, not deal with him, but like. Him just protect being, him in yeah, that and like actually get sleep. And I was like in a totally selfish. It, this isn't a sweet story about COVID. <laughs> this I, is raw. It's raw. It's raw. That's why I asked you if anybody cried. Um, just because that part, that time was so hard because he was, like I said, completely dependent on me. And from I was, it got to the point where I was really scared. I was scared when nine o'clock hit at night because I knew nine o'clock to like six o'clock in the morning, it was just me, even though Kevin was right there. I mean, he could do nothing. Right. And it was just me and him. And it was like this point where like dealing, interacting with this little bitty human being that can't communicate with you, like can't give you any kind of reaction, can't do anything. It's just like, I don't know. He's just like crying or awake and just like I don't know, trying to figure it out. And your home hormones are just like spiking and falling and like it's a just, lot. Yeah, it's so that. much. And I remember just like bawling, crying, singing the song, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I just want you back in my belly." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Um, we've moved past it. <laughs> gotten to a better place once six weeks hit I was like alright I got it's this okay, but got it, yeah. it was just like so oh, new sure. and yeah. just like this different thing that I was so afraid of and didn't realize that I would be in that moment because everybody just talks about like the good times and yeah, how happy you are and all this stuff and I just remember like nine o'clock to six o'clock I felt so so alone and all that stuff but this song got me through it. I mean, it, like I said, it took on a completely different meaning um, in a good way, too. I mean, of course, it's not what the lyrics are intended for by any means, but it's something that definitely rang true for me and my personal experience. Yeah. And yeah, I really I really like uh, when people select the songs where it is a totally different meaning from what yeah. you might expect it to be. Or right. Because I'm very much that way myself with music, too, yeah. where it's the feeling and the emotion and the moment that right. you remember it by and yeah. you apply that meaning regardless of what the intention was from the song. Right. And it's kind of funny because then if you like were to reference it in the context for what it means to you to somebody else like wait that's the song that you think of? Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. It, <laughs> no but it, like, that's, it just cements it within right. yourself and that's fine. It was just so personal and it's just funny like going back and being like wow I was so obsessed with this song like totally obsessed with the song and it just like completely like brought on this like actual physical like you know emotional meaning for myself even though I mean yeah it's so far from (laughs) what it was supposed to be but I wonder if like when Cohen's 
you know, 15 sneaking out smoking cigarettes and yeah. shit if you're going to smoke. I'm just going to blur this song. <laughs> Be like, do you remember? Do you even remember? It's not okay. <laughs> I know. But honestly, I mean, we've kind of uncovered my love for music. And being a mom, there's like certain pressures. And I'm putting this pressure on myself to like make sure he knows what good music yeah. is. Like, yeah. and if I feel. If he doesn't, then I fail as a parent, which is so sad. There's like more things to worry about. But I'm like, no, the important thing every day is for us to turn on music and like dance around because I want him to have that happy memory and I want him to have that connection with it. And like I tried as hard as I could while he was, you know, still in my belly to like put on good stuff. And like I'm trying even harder now for in the car for us to be like singing and stuff like that. It's just like I'm putting this added pressure on me, which is so dumb. But I just really want him to know because those are good memories for me, like being in the car with my mom. Totally. And yeah. her singing and she had this beautiful voice and she still does. Um and it was just like moments like that where I was like, wow, my mom has such an amazing voice. She should be a singer. Like yeah. she's incredible. And she probably has no idea that I ever thought that. But I remember those things and I was small, and those are definitely um, things that I want to pass on to him, too. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because um, when you recognize that your parents have songs and music, too, mm-hmm. and memory tracks, then it's like it's kind of fascinating to try and get inside of the head of them and then oh, right. understand totally. know, what songs meant for them. And then, so, you know, when Cohen's older and listening to this, and yeah. He's like, oh, George Harrison, I should listen to that. Yeah. My mom is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, I guess Whatever. she was cool. She was She's great. Right. Except for that part where she was like, yeah, stop crying. <laughs> I didn't cry, which is good. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – I, I love it. And I hope I hope that he gets that appreciation. Um, I just re- remembered my note that I wanted to tell yeah, you about my, yeah. my uh, funny story. <laughs> so back in the days before Kevin and I had Cohen – Am, am I going like way over time? No, no, okay. no. I, actually, I didn't set it up to where I can even see how long we've been going. Okay, so. perfect. Let's yeah. just go. Let's just keep it going. No, I, and I was going to put this song on there, but I listened to it. I've only listened to it like twice. Yeah. And it's so bad that I like couldn't. Is that appropriate? Or what? <laughs> no, it's just a really bad song. Like oh. it's terrible. So bad. Um. So we had had people over and it was at the time when, um, we had cable, so we like had the music channel on. Yeah. We had like Just the classic rock. They played, yeah. yeah, had the classic rock radio station on or music channel on, and everybody had left. And Kevin and I might might have partook in some extracurricular activities. <laughs> okay. Of we might have gotten like really super high, <laughs> <laughs> and we were sitting on the couch and. We were talking to each other or whatever, and I look over at the, the TV and I just see like colors. It's an album cover, and I was like, Genesis? What song is this? <laughs> what is this? And it was this word, the song title. And I was I was like, what is that? And me and him are going back and forth about what it could be. Like, what? <laughs> it was one of the, the funniest moments that I think we've ever shared with each other. Um, turns out, I think, I think the name of the song is Abacab. Abacab? Abacab. Okay, by Genesis? <laughs> by Genesis, which oh you can tell being super high, you're like, Abacab, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. Abacab? Like, what is also, that? Also, why are we listening to Genesis? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Greg Brown, if you're out there. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what the hell is this song? And it's awful. It's so bad. It's like, what is worst about 1980s music? It's so bad. Um, you were going to pick that as one of your songs? Because, because Abacab, it's, so Cab, C-A-B, actually is Cohen's initials. So Cohen Ames Bell. And so when I had suggested that name, I was like, Kevin, I've thought about this. Oh my God, this is where you got the name from. (laughs) It's not where I got the name from. Yes, it is. It's just more meaningful. It really is. I was like, I've, I have loved the name Ames, and that's a different story as to why I love the name Ames. But Cohen, you were named after a Genesis <laughs> song. But I was like, babe. So his initials would be C-A-B, cab. Yeah. You know, cab, like abacab. And we just started cracking up, and we're like, yes, that is the name. That is it. it. 
I love That's it. what we're naming our son. That's that's perfect. So he has to be a music lover, right? <laughs> I mean, he's destined. <laughs> Let's I just hope, hope so. there's still good music for him to hear. Oh my god, <laughs> we'll see about that. Of but course. my yeah. goal is to teach him about the good stuff, and then let him be yeah. his own his own decider about what he thinks. Don't is teach good. him about Genesis. Though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm don't leave it out. Oh my god, <laughs> seriously, goes into the song so bad. It's I can't so wait. Bad. I can't wait. Oh, oh man. Well, this was really fun. Yeah, I, really I had a blast. It, it, it really did. Um, I look forward to hearing which songs you left out. I'm sure yeah, there's, there's a lot. I made a list on Spotify. Good. I'll share it with you. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Actually, for listeners who don't know, I keep a running Spotify playlist of everything oh, cool. that's been picked that is available on Spotify, which I think there's like four or five songs that haven't come out. But And I think you break uh, track 100 or something like that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Breaking a record. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Hell yeah. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, that's fun. Cool. But anyways, this was great. Yeah, really thank you, you so much. By. I really appreciate it. It's been a while. We learned a lot a about each other. Hopefully not as long. I next know. Time. Here's yeah. All right. Until next time. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>